This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around here and there's much to get to with both of all of them i should say excuse me all three members of the crew who are here together today and you know i don't know i'm not one who usually divides things up like this but i'm not sure there's a week i'm more excited about than this one in sports because we have unbelievable nba playoff action which i am honored to be in the middle of i hosted seven games this weekend on ESPN and ABC, and we'll have more next weekend, but jammed in between probably my favorite two days of the year are the two days I get to host the NFL draft. So we'll be in Kansas City Thursday, Friday, and then it continues, of course, Saturday, and the man in the middle of all of that for the 40th year this year is the great Mel Kuyper Jr., who jumps in for a few minutes. Good morning again, Mel. Granny, you're the best, pal. Great to be with you. Well, it's going to be terrific. And, and I, wa- I want to dive in on the quarterbacks here. I know that you have some other stuff you need to do today, so let's get in as much as we can. It feels as though it has moved to Bryce Young is going to be number one. There's a, a, everything gets, is, is completely murky starting at two, but it does feel as though Bryce Young at one is a pretty comfortable prediction. In your opinion, is that the right decision for Carolina to make? Once he got his weight up, Greeny, he wasn't 180. Had he been 180, you know, at the the combine, you're thinking, boy, you know, he just can't get his. But he wanted to get the weight up. He did. He didn't get weighed uh, at the pro day. Fine, I'm okay with that. But he showed he could get his weight up from where it was speculated to be during the season. The big thing is going to be holding up and and not being able, as Keyshawn Johnson brought up today with me, to be brought down just by hand, uh, an arm uh, that you know the Josh Allen and the bigger quarterbacks would just shrug off and then throw as, as Key said a 60 yard touchdown pass. Is that going to be an issue with Bryce Young beyond the fact that we're going to worry every week about will he be able to hold up and not get hurt. Right. And, and, and I mean, if you're going to start comparing every quarterback to Josh Allen, obviously you're going to have a problem there. But the question is, what you're really asking is, is his size going to impact his ability right. to play in the know. NFL? And we don't know. We've never had reasons. this before. We've never had it before. I gotta tell you, this is the total outlier. It's one in a million. We've had all these years of the common draft. We've never had a quarterback this size go in the first round, and he's going to be the number one pick overall. So, Greeny, that's what's going to be great to watch. Will, will he be like Russell Wilson in the third round? I said he was going to be, you know, look back and say he either made a lot of money for a lot of people or he continued that tr- feeling that you got to be six footer over to play quarterback effectively in the NFL. So again, Bryce Young's going to open up the door for smaller quarterbacks if he has a successful career in the National Football League. Much in the way Russell Wilson did, you, you were the one who told me if Russell Wilson had been six foot three, he would have been a top five pick in that draft. So we'll see if that all changes. Greeny and Mel, let's go to the next order of business. A month ago, it seemed like a very good bet that C.J. Stroud was going to be the number one player selected in this draft. Since that time, absolutely zero games have been played, and all of a sudden, 
Everywhere you turn, it seems he's the guy who is dropping. How do these things happen, Mel? And how good is C.J. Stroud as a prospect? Well, it's always an evaluation. I talked to a GM this weekend said it's every day is an evaluation. They're putting in the tape. Somebody's talking. A coach comes in. Things change, Greeny. People say, well, there aren't any games. That's true. But the evaluations continue and things pop up and things happen. And Josh Allen, the night before the draft, I had him number one and he goes seven. So, again, you know, things happen and, and, and people have opinions. And all these quarterbacks are so close screeny and, and nobody's going to tell you what they're going to do so anybody thought they knew what Carolina and Jacksonville excuse me uh, uh, Carolina and Houston were going to do nobody really knew for sure until now it's Bryce Young a week ago we started hearing that from Adam and Mort right and now you're hearing Houston could take Will Anderson Jr. or trade out or take another quarterback other than CJ Stroud what I'm interested to see is forget all the, pred- the predictions does Houston end up with a quarterback in the first round they pick again at 12 and we got people say why didn't they go one to two well if they take Will Anderson Jr. is pretty good football player if they can still get the quarterback they love and get for be fortunate that way like Buffalo was when Josh slid the seven and they traded up to get him or Fields dropped to 11 and the Bears went up and get him and the Green Bay ended up with Rodgers when he slid off the number one pick that we thought he would be three weeks before that draft Greeny so if things happen right does Houston get the quarterback they want by moving up from 12 well they would have to do it right is is there any reasonable chance I know that I'm asking you to, to just make predictions on things we don't fully know but is there any reasonable chance that one of the four big quarterbacks in this draft is still there at 12 when Houston, at this moment, has its second first-round pick. It's not out of the question, Greeny. I'd be surprised by it. I wouldn't be shocked by it because we've seen this happen before where quarterbacks just we had a high grade. And people think, well, these are the tiers. Well, they're, I, I called McTold McShay, they're tiers for fears. Remember that group, tears for fears? Hmm. I don't care yeah. about tears. Your tears are your tears. My tears are my tears. This other guy's got another tier. Every team's got their, these tears mean nothing to me because it, you don't the way they come off the board usually isn't the way they play in the NFL. Usually there's a guy that was a third, four, QB3, QB4, QB5 is better than QB1 or 2. It happens all the time. So I don't really care about how they come off the board. Just try to rank them. And, and the, it's basically you look back not on how they went off the board, Grinny, you look back 20 years and say, why did I rank them a certain way? That's what I scrutinize and, and really go back and judge myself based on that. So I think when we look at how do we stack the quarterbacks now, Mine are stacked differently than a lot of people. Every NFL team is going to be different in that regard. So we don't know who's going to drop, who isn't, because we don't know who these quarterbacks deem QB1 and QB2. And a lot of, of, of how they turn out has so much to do with what happens after Thursday, and, and which, which is the most important yep. part of this that neither you nor McShay nor anybody else can project. And it doesn't mean that you were wrong in the moment that it happened. Let me very quickly ask you while I have you here, because there's going to be a run on offensive tackles and, and all of the Jet fans like me want to know you know when the Aaron Rodgers trade assuming that does happen they're going to take an offensive tackle which of of, of, there's about four or five of them that I think we are projecting to go in round one if you were selecting one which one would be the first one off the board if you look at the clear-cut offensive tackle would be Paris Johnson Jr. okay then you get into Broderick Jones Georgia Darnell Wright Tennessee best overall lineman I think is Peter Skaronsky but he's a left tackle who may not be that in the NFL may move inside the guard because he's six three and a half with short arms Greeny so I think Paris Johnson Jr. right now would be the I think overall number one offensive lineman he is from Ohio State Peter Skaronsky is from Northwestern, uh, when we may have two players drafted in round one, we will see. I have to let Mel go because uh, he's got first take obligations and a whole lot more. I will see you in Kansas City this week. Thank you, Mel.
Can't wait, Granny. Take care, pal. It's one of the real thrills of my life to get to work with Mel Kuyper. It really is. It's a challenging week at ESPN for reasons that a lot of people know. And so it, it has been a time for me to sort of sit back and take stock on what it's been like to be here for 27 years now. And one of the things I will tell you is that, like almost everyone else that I know, you know, I was an ESPN viewer before I came to work here. And so there were still a few people who were here before I got here. And Mel is one of them. And so every time I get to work with Dick Vitale, Mel Kuyper, Chris Berman on the occasions that I have, there's still a real thrill in that. And to be sitting there with Mel on Thursday nights is great. On Thursday night doing the draft is really great. And so we'll see what happens. If I had to predict what's going to happen here, I believe that quarterbacks will still wind up going at the top of this. I think there's a lot of smokescreen stuff out there. I cannot believe Houston is going to take Will Anderson, too. I just, I will need to see that to believe it. Now, let, let me be clear. I don't have inside information on this. Don't, don't say, oh, Greeny is reporting. I don't have anything like that. But, Hembo, I will be, re- if, if, he, if they wind up saying, if Rodgers says with the second pick in the draft, Will Anderson Jr., uh, you know, edge rusher, Alabama, I will be really surprised. So that's because you think that if Houston wants to go in a direction other than quarterback, they they'll trade, trade down. the pick. And the question is, is there someone that wants to come up? Does Indianapolis, uh, Indy want to come up from four? Do the Raiders want to come up from seven? Is there a mystery team? Because there usually is a team that you sort of don't know is coming, and then all of a sudden they do. We're going to have a lot of intrigue in round one. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Greeny with you, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Uh, another reminder, our book is available now anywhere that you uh, get your books, in person or online or whatever it may be. Got Your Number um, is... Uh, is available right now, and we have done extremely well. And a lot of people have been asking me about the audio book. Well, ask and ye shall receive. We have recorded it. The two of us, both, the voices that you will hear on the book are mine and Hembo's. And that book will be available the first week of May. Do I have that right? Yes, it's you do. May 2nd, mm-hmm. I think, is what I was told. So the audio book will be available in early May. Uh, and right now, again, Got Your Number is available anywhere you would like. The great sports legends, we chose every number from 1 to 100, decided who owns each one of those numbers and why. With outstanding research from Hembo, it is equal part sports debate and sports history. If you or someone you know likes those things, like sports debate and sports history, I think this would be a fun book for you and might make an excellent gift if that's something you are considering. So our thanks again for all of your support of this. Uh, in the meantime, Hembo is going to revamp the NBA playoffs as we go this morning, and I'll explain why the most important mock draft actually comes from the Vegas oddsmakers. You will hear all that and more in a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. That is a well-done job there by Cam or Bubba, whoever is picking the music today. Mel mentioned Tears for Fears sort of as an afterthought. He sort of, uh, as an aside, he dropped in the mention of Tears for Fears. And I thought to myself, oh, we should play a Tears for Fears song. And then I forgot. And here, Bubba, was that you or was that Cam who came up with that? Uh, that was me. That's yeah. well done. I, I, would never, I would never forget a song like that. Th- that's why you are a legend. No, I don't mean I forgot what is a Tears for no, Fears I know, song. No, I know. I'm saying I mean, I just I, forgot I to say to we should it. play one. <laughs> um, and uh, Tears for Fears, actually, they got to be a very popular band in the mid-'80s because of this song and another song called Shout. But they actually, their first album, which was called The Hurting, in my opinion, was a much better album, but didn't have any big hits on it. That's just one person's opinion, and it isn't that interesting a one. Here's something that is interesting. Uh, this was just put in the Google Doc, and reporting from Jamal Collier, Giannis Anadokumpo is on the court with the rest of the Bucks at shoot-around this morning before Game 4. I, I can tell you that a lot of people I've heard from believe that if the Bucks had been playing for their season in Game 3, whenever that was, lost track of when these games were already. Saturday night? Was that, was that when Game 3 was? We, we had all of these games in the last three days. If that game had been for their season, that he would have played. Mm. But they thought since they had, you know, they had won Game 2, they would be all right even if they lost, that they would sit him one more and let him get back healthier. So I don't think this was one where they were not expecting to get him back. And that's why I'm not one who is leaping into the Knicks are about to make a deep run here conversation because, and Hembo, I can see you sort of shaking your head at me. I do not believe that with a healthy Giannis, the Knicks, as good as they've looked, and I'm excited and happy and everything else, I do not believe that's a real series if Giannis is healthy. You're probably right, but the with a healthy Giannis part of your sentence is the big key here because right. when you're suffering a back injury and you're six foot eleven in game one of the playoffs, like you're just kind of not sure what that's gonna look like. But 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 he doesn't have a back injury like a pulled muscle in there. He landed hard on it. That takes a little time to go away, but generally when it does, it just goes away. I mean, I'm not a doctor and I'm not even an athlete, so but I'm just saying something that feels to me. Like it stands to reason. If I hit you in the knee and your knee hurts 
then when that eventually goes away, your knee is fine. If you sprain, a, you know, tear a muscle in your knee or, a, you know, a ligament in your knee, that's a totally different injury. Right. And I feel like that's what we're dealing with here with Giannis. For sure. If he's himself, I agree with you. The other thing, though, the Bucks have kind of been exposed in these games without him. Like, there have been like, – the supporting cast that they have, theoretically, is supposed to be really strong. But they've not played well at all. And I think it reinforces what you said when the playoffs began, which is Giannis can't afford to have a bad game and his team still win. That's proven to be the case. So there's just going to be an enormous amount on his shoulder. And I think what the Knicks could do is just throw so many looks at him with so many different people so that if he's, say, 80%, I think we would have ourselves a series. We'll see. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Milwaukee's got to take care of business tonight, and the Knicks would still have one more game to win. We will have much more on the NBA playoffs coming up in just a few minutes here. Hembo has an idea to revamp the NBA postseason. And while he has an ulterior motive, He may actually also have a good idea. Those two things are not necessarily mutually exclusive. We will get into that. But as we talk about the draft, mock drafts are one thing. They're people making educated guesses. Mel, McShay, and others. Those kind of people, they're talking to a ton of people, and they're making educated guesses based on their long experience and their scouting of the players. And by experience, I mean they have a pretty good sense of who's telling them the truth on what, who's lying about what, what people's ulterior motives are. But no one's ever going to get all these picks, right? Because no one at the end of the day knows what these teams are going to do. The best bet is Vegas. And a pun intended. They tend to know everything. And what is Vegas telling us about the top of this draft Hembo. So right now, Vegas says that Bryce Young is almost certainly going to be the first pick in the draft. You have to lay $1,600 to win $100 on that bet. So Bryce Young's going 1-1 to the Panthers. Okay. That we know almost for sure. The second pick is fascinating to me because right now, I'm looking at Caesars Sportsbook app right now, and what it says is Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis is the odds-on favorite to be the second pick. He's at minus 160. After him, it's Tyree Wilson, then C.J. Stroud, then Will Anderson. In Tyree words, Wilson is a pass rusher, mm-hmm. and, and so he's ahead of Will Anderson, which is fascinating because Will Anderson is also a pass rusher and the two-time SEC Defensive Player of the Year and a guy that if he had come out last year probably would have been the number one pick, and now you're telling me he's been supplanted by this kid from Texas Tech. Look what happened last year. The first overall pick in the draft, Trayvon Walker was someone who was in the exact same position. But this process takes so long, and we accrue so much data that we wind up putting people ahead of other people, perhaps in some cases that are much more deserving. That, see, that's the point. Last year, if you remember, it was Aiden Hutchinson, who was the kid from Michigan, who was the defensive player of the year, and everybody knew because everybody saw him, and he was a star, and he was going to be the number one pick. And then these geniuses talk themselves into someone else. Maybe Trayvon Walker winds up being a really good player, but Aiden Hutchinson was outstanding as a rookie and is going to be outstanding. And so I hope these teams aren't talking themselves. Well, I guess I don't really care one way or the other if they do or they don't. But what we are seeing is they are talking themselves into and out of what we have all seen when these kids played actual football games. See, I don't know that you and I will ever be in a position in our lives to run the Jets or the Eagles, in my case, my favorite team. But if I was, if we were, I would have frozen my draft board the day after the college football season ends. And from then on, with all the rest of the data that we collect, I would merely tinker it. I would merely adjust it. What I would not do is overhaul it. We don't need to take a bath in in these metrics. What we need to do is use these things as data points. But what we have found here, in, in recent years especially, because so much time elapses and because there's so much hype, 
is that these draft boards change dramatically during, during which point no football is played. It's merely a tool. It's, it's not a cudgel. You can't use the postseason data to totally remake your draft board. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, I'm, I'm going back into my file here. So Kuiper's debut big board. Oh, that was the big board. I'm trying to find Kuiper Mel's first mock draft in January. Mm. I don't have it. I know I had it at some point. I, I don't have it now. But what we should do, let's do this as an exercise for tomorrow, Bubba. I've got it. Let, let, let's, but but let, let's do this historically. Let's get Mel's, like let's do, like let's just say for the sake of argument, the last two or three years in a row, get his first mock draft, the one he put out like in January, right. and see if, if the teams had taken the players in that order mm. – if it, they would have been better off than the way it wound up going. What do you think we'll find? I think we'll wind up finding they would have been better off in January. I think we might too. That's what I think is going to happen. All right, one more thing I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Before we get back to the NBA, Bubba, I, I, wanna, I, I thought this was kind of funny. So we have stuff going on in my house right now. I'm getting set. I'm going to Kansas City tomorrow. So we got the draft and everything, and it, it's a wonderful thing, and I'm excited to go. And I said to Stace, would you like to come with me? You've never gone to the draft. It's a fun experience. You know, I'll be working most of the time, but sometimes, you know, now that we're empty nesters, the kids are not in the house, you know, she'll travel with me. We did an L.A. trip last year for the NBA. She came on. It's just nice. She said, no, you know, because you're going away, my sister and I decided we're going to France. So rather than... <laughs> This is how I found this out, by the way. It was already booked. This had already, well, it was already decided. Whether it it was booked or not, I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) So I'm going to Kansas City. She's going to France. So what happened yesterday was the packing. And I've experienced this before. And I just wanted to share this because I need to say it out loud. Mm. Here's what's going to happen. My wife is going to get a suitcase. She is going to put an incredible amount of stuff into that suitcase. Enough that it is going to be screaming, shrieking. You know, when you try and zip something and it's very hard to do, whatever it might be, like it it is going to be incredible. You got to sit on it to get it to have any chances and it's going to zip. That's how much stuff she's going to put in this suitcase. That was what happened first thing yesterday. Then as the day went on, the next thing she was going to do is she was going to say to me, I packed too much. She was going to take everything out of it, everything, and start all over. Mm. She was then going to repack all of these are the things that happened yesterday. And she was going to put more stuff in it that had been there the first time. Then she's going to go, and two days into the trip, she's going to say to me, I brought all the wrong things. <laughs> everything I brought is wrong. So here's, you just made me think of this when you were talking about the first draft versus the second draft. What I think happens is she packs. She puts a ton of stuff in there. She then overthinks it. She goes in and changes everything. Mm. And then when she gets there, realizes I was right the first time. Mm. The only blessing I have, while she'll be in France eating croissants and I'll be in Kansas City, sitting next to Mel, the only advantage I'll have is that I will not have to listen to the never-ending complaining 
that she brought all the wrong things. <laughs> that is that is something I just needed to say out loud because I witnessed it yesterday, and it's going to happen. We have another packing issue in my family as well now that we have these two infants that live with us. So we went to my in-laws last weekend for one day, and we have this, you know, we have this Jeep Grand Cherokee, like this big SUV that we packed in full. Right. So you can't see out the back. We stayed for six hours. One day. We could either stay for a day or the war, right? <laughs> but, but, or anywhere in between. I don't know how we could possibly have needed all of those things. Right. But all of them came with us. And, and, and how, what percentage of them would you say were used? Eight percent. Eight percent of them I were actually <laughs> utilized. But, but, you, but the question is, had you left behind the other 92 would they have turned into the things you need? Yeah, there's a peace of mind issue here. That it took, it took an hour to pack and unpack the car for a six-hour trip. Life is complicated. Mm. All right, coming up next, um, Hembo has got an idea of how we're going to revamp the entire NBA playoffs. He has an ulterior motive, but he also might have a point. And you'll hear why after this word from Sony Pictures and the new movie Big George Foreman, based on the unbelievable true story of one of the greatest comebacks of all time. It's a never-before-seen look into George Foreman's life inside and outside the ring from winning Olympic gold and the heavyweight championship. Then he retired. Then he came back 10 years later, won the title again at 45. Early reactions are saying Big George Foreman is a five-star film. You will enjoy every minute of his inspiring story. Big George Foreman, exclusively uh, in theaters this Thursday. Get your tickets now rated pg-13 we're back in a moment on espn radio this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Um, Hembo has an idea to revamp the entire NBA playoffs, and he has two things that don't usually go together. He has an ulterior motive, and he has a point, which is to say he definitely has an ulterior motive. He has nefarious reasons mm. for suggesting this, but he doesn't mean he isn't right. <laughs> So we're going to get to it in 30 seconds after this word from Vivid Seats. Uh, Finally, baseball is back. Swing into the season with tickets to the action. Plus, with basketball and hockey heating up, now is a great time to experience a game. Vivid Seats is proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. From on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games. Every crack of the bat, every dribble down the court, catch it all with Vivid Seats. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. All right, I don't usually give this honor to anyone else but i'm going to give you the genius tag mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after, after its time. time the genius you said your genius he's genius eh? we're not gonna appreciate your brilliance until you're gone brilliant because i came in this morning and my first reaction was my goodness the nba playoffs have been so good now i'm more in the middle of it than i ever have been before in my life so maybe i'm just particularly attuned to it But the series between the Lakers and Grizzlies has been phenomenal. The games between Golden State and Sacramento have been unbelievable. The injuries have been a shame, but they've created real, I think, drama in that series between Milwaukee and Miami in particular. So there's been really good stuff in these playoffs. But Hembo came with an idea today that he thinks could make it much, much better The floor is yours. I believe that we are in a world, Greeny, in which the NBA should do what the NFL does, and that is reseed in the playoffs. I think the NBA should consider reseeding in the playoffs, and here's my thinking here. So you think that the Bucs are very likely to come back and win the series over the Heat. Giannis appears destined to return. I'm not so sure. Let's live in a world in which Miami, as the eighth seed, does wind up beating Milwaukee, who is hampered by injury, right? Let's also live in a world in which, say, the Knicks advance. And so what we would then have is the Knicks and the Heat in round two, and in all likelihood, the Sixers and the Celtics in round two. Now, the Sixers and the Celtics in this hypothetical are far and away the best teams in the Eastern Conference, or at least were during the regular season. And so my question to you is, what is stopping the NBA from, in this particular scenario, hooking up the Heat, the lowest seed, with the Celtics as the two seed, and doing the best it can to ensure that Philly... Boston, in this particular case, is the Eastern Conference Finals and not a series in the semifinals. Well, so I'm writing down all the teams in in, in this scenario here. So what's stopping them from doing it, and let's not ruin the conversation by putting this in there, is the realities of the TV agreements. It's so specific for them. They need games. I already know when I have games coming up each of the next two weekends, and, and that is the case because either they'll be game sixes or game ones. Do you mm-hmm. follow what I'm saying? Right. Like other series have to start when these other ones end. And if we're waiting for all of the first round to come to an end before we let the second round start in your scenario, the second round couldn't start till the entire first round is done. Right. Cause you have to wait for all of them to be played out and that wouldn't work the way they currently do it, but we could address that too. Like that, let that be our biggest problem. Sure. It, it, we couldn't do it immediately, but we could do it eventually. So, so let's not let that, be the reason we don't consider this. Let's live in a world where Denver, Phoenix, the Lakers, and the Warriors win their respective series. So Denver is the one seed, Phoenix is the four, Golden State is the six, and the Lakers are the seven. 
The way that would currently be structured, Denver would play Phoenix, and the two lower seeds, Lakers-Warriors, would play each other. In your scenario, that would be adjusted, right? It would be adjusted. You would be adjusting it. Let's live in a world where Boston, Philly, the Knicks, and Miami wind up winning their series in the East. Boston is the two. Philly is the three. The Knicks are the five. Miami is the eight. So that would also be adjusted. So neither of the, in neither case would the series be what they're going to be, not in the West or in the East. This would change both. So what we would have then, we would have, in that scenario, you would have Boston, Miami, Knicks, Sixers. That would be the East. And in the West, you would have Denver against the Lakers and Phoenix against Golden State. So do we want to take this from, I'm going to ask the questions, Bubba, do we want to take this from a which would be more compelling standpoint or do we want to take this from a do we think that would be a more just way of doing this? Because there's two different ways of looking at it. You, you do this because you think it is fair, it gives more significance to the regular season because it's just right, or are you doing it because you think you'll get better matchups? You want to preserve maybe your best matchups for the conference mm. final or whatever. Which is the reason you'd consider doing this, Bubba? I would say I'd be doing it for compelling. You would be doing it for the second reason. Correct, yeah. So in that case, what your concern here is, is that your, your dream scenario is, your, let's put it this way. If, if the NBA could, now let me not say it that way because it's going to sound like I'm saying something I don't mean to say. If I could pick, I'm the network, uh, if, if, if we, the network partners, could pick the series that we'd want, we would want the Eastern Conference Final of the teams that, uh, that would be alive. Nuno is in here. Okay, we'll get Nuno in a second. But let me just say, the networks would want Lakers-Warriors in the West and Celtics-Sixers in the East. Like, those would be the most watched, highest interest, highest rated series that would be available because those are the glamour teams and the glamour players and everything else. This way, you're not getting either of those in the conference final. Now, the, other, the alternative argument to that is, this way you're at least getting them whereas you wouldn't be assured of getting them at all the other way. Like, we're going to get Boston-Philly. We're going to get Lakers-Warriors if, if, if this scenario holds. And at least we'll get it in the second round where you're not guaranteed of getting it at all the other way. Yes. I want to reinforce the point, though, that you made about the regular season value that this would provide because we know the NBA cares a lot about that, hence the play-in. It has worked. It has definitely added value to the end of the regular season. But what you would then have now is an enormous advantage in terms of trying to chase the number one seed in your yes, conference. It's true. So, look, you might say like the Lakers, like the Nuggets might not want the Lakers, whatever. But if you have the opportunity to, to be ensured you're playing the lowest seed. Yes, generally speaking, that's going to be what you want. In my particular case, I'm a, I'm a Philly fan, as you all know. So the, Phil, the, the Eagles got to play the Giants, who were the sixth seed in the playoffs last year, and they slaughtered them. The game was over after the first quarter, and I'm only saying that because Nuno is in the control room in Bristol right now. Yeah. But that was a big deal. <laughs> incentivizing that just as much as you are incentivizing what's happening on the bottom of the standings, to me, is equally important. All right, so Nuno, who is a, an honorary member of the hashtag crew, he is hashtag emeritus uh, for his time. <laughs> spent as a member of the hashtag crew what are your thoughts on this plan Nuno I just find it interesting and I'll use that word that Hembo wants to bring this up now where the fact that his his 76ers who did sweep the nets but are dealing with Joel Embiid's 
you know, knee issue and will end up facing the Celtics. Now he wants to cry about, like, let's recede where he's worried about my Knicks. So, like... Well, this is where I said, so you should know, Nuno, that the way I presented this was that he has... Hembo has an ulterior motive, but he might also have a point, which is to say, you're 100% correct. What you're saying is 100% right. He 100% has an ulterior motive. There was his, his, his motivation in this is purely nefarious, which is very much par for the course. It is on brand for Hembo. He is diabolical, and that's the way his mind is working. So you're correct in that. Having said that, though, is it also a good idea, Nuno? It is. However, at this point in time, like... I don't care. My Knicks hopefully will win the first round. That was so painful for him to say that Hembo had a good idea. I mean, it's not Hembo's idea. Like, it's someone else's. The NH- it was the NHL's idea. It was, you know, other... Yes, let's not act like reseeding yes, exactly. is suddenly you've come up with something no one ever considered. Exactly. I just like the timing of it, Hembo. Like, listen, Hembo, your team has had opportunities. You're right. Like this is a new Philadelphia 76ers, right? And Bede's going to be the MVP, a different James Harden. You know, Tyrese Maxey, you know, has Doc learned anything? If it has, guess what? Beat the Celtics because I, they are beatable. Nuno, am willing to acknowledge that I am an imperfect vessel to convey this message. But this is a message that needs to be conveyed. Not only in this particular case, are you just getting better series and potentially setting yourself up for conference finals for the ages? You are also adding value to your regular season at the top of the standings now, whereas you already added some to the play-in. To me, like this works well on both sides, regardless of who you root for. Uh, he's got a point. I, he does, but I want to push back on you, Greeny, a yeah. little slightly on there because you said, "Oh, the networks would want you know Celtics, 76ers in the Eastern Conference Final." Yeah, I'm sorry, maybe because it is by uh, I'm being biased, but a Knicks in the in the Eastern Conference Final, while. I think would be great uh, for ratings wise. You see the the passion and everything else. I think it would be unbelievable TV having the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't disagree. I mean, you know, this is not always going to apply to the Knicks, but 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 in this particular year. So you're saying to me right now, and we, we have the West this year, but 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 so let's say you know Turner, TNT, Chuck, and and all of them, and uh, Shaq and Kenny and Ernie and all of them. They'd rather have if, if you gave them the option between Knicks Celtics and Sixers Celtics, which would they take? I mean, again, I'm gonna be biased, but I think it's Knicks Celtics. I think that will be an extremely entertaining, you know, series and so forth. And there's gonna be a lot to talk, you know, talk around it. And then the Garden. Obviously, you guys couldn't be at the Garden on Friday and yesterday because you were working. You know, doing great work. Were you at Plus, the games? No, I'm, me like I'm just he doesn't asking, leave. You his were saying that like we weren't there and you were. I no, didn't know no, what no, you were I'm about. Just you couldn't be there. I couldn't be there. Uh, but like, no, you saw that. You saw the passion of the fans. You saw them out on uh, you know, shutting down the streets after they won, which they could probably calm down a little. Let me ask you a question. That they do that long. every time, and it didn't work last. And Knicks fans aren't the only passionate fans in sports. What are we talking about? Be quiet, Philly boy. Let me ask you a real question. All right, go ahead. And and again, you're a fan, so it's almost impossible to answer without. Your, your, and, and I get it. That's what we're all about here. Um, how good is this team now? I, I, I said today, I know you don't, you know, you're not in here for the whole show, so you may not have heard it. Yesterday was when my perspective on how good the Knicks are changed. 
I thought everything that had happened in that series was reasonably predictable leading up to yesterday. And then I thought yesterday was the game Cleveland would win, even that up and establish themselves. The fact that the Knicks not only won, but really dominated, that that game was not as close as the score would indicate. Cleveland had one flurry in the third quarter that made it look like a game. The Knicks have been decidedly the better team has changed my perspective on just how good they are. Give me 30 seconds or 60 seconds, Nuno, on just how good this team is. I think if they had the right matchup, Pembo, uh, obviously excluding the Bucks in the uh, semifinals because they struggle with the Bucks, I think they could make the Eastern Conference Final. But right? That's who they're going to get, right? Yeah, I know. That's the, is- that, that's the issue. I think for me it was – that lo- I thought they were going to lose that game, right? Darius Garland starts playing really well. They lose the lead. Julius couldn't throw the ball into the East River. Um, and then the fact that Th- Tom Thibodeau realized that Julius needed to sit on the bench and not play the rest of that game and allow them and s- watch RJ, who I was out on, and on Friday said, I'm done with him. Like To me, that was just one of those... Not this year, but that's one of those franchise building wins because now the foundation is there, the pieces are there, which by the way, you wouldn't have those pieces if you traded for Donovan Mitchell. And now you're, this is step one of, you know, 10 steps to get where these fans want them to go. So let's, I agree with that. Let's circle it all the way back. Let me also mention quickly, the best teams start with great talent. And when it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Bubba, we'll let you be the judge because you have been so many times before. Taking all the rest of this out. Is Hembo right? Should the, should the NBA consider reseeding in the second round, taking the TV piece of it out of the equation? No. Are you saying that only because you don't want to agree with Hembo on principle? Um, no, we just, don't, we just don't need it. Okay. There's no need. I actually kind of like it, and I primarily like it because of what it would do for the regular yeah, season. Yeah, me too. I, I'm always it, – it is less about what it would mean right now than what it would mean for the regular season. All right, Lakers-Grizzlies tonight. Who's going to win? I like the Grizzlies tonight. I do too. I'm stunned at everybody all of a sudden getting on the Laker bandwagon. I like Memphis to win that game tonight. We will see, and we will see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts. 